Good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today, if you've seen the movie, What the Health, you're going to love my guest. If you haven't seen the movie, What the Health, you're still going to love my guest and you're going to want to go watch What the Health. So, Make sure that you do me a favor right now. Please share this out so we can get as many people in the world as possible to watch this episode. I have Dr. Ruby Lathan from the movie What the Health on the show this morning. So please share this out and we will see you in a minute. And we are back, and I am excited to have today's guest on. Let me bring Dr. Ruby Lathan to the stage. Dr. Ruby, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I am thrilled out of my mind. Debbie Bettendorf is already saying, I watched What the Health. I've been telling everybody with ears that you need to watch this movie. <laughs> like. Thank you. They do. They do. It is a life changer for sure. It, it really is. So, you know, I want to, I want to start with, um, you know, just talk about a little bit of your background, um, you know, like where you were born and raised and, and we're going to get into it because I, I have, I probably have a lot of questions for you about all okay. of this. Um, so start out with where you were born and raised. Yeah, yeah. So I was born in Detroit, Michigan, um, and we moved pretty soon after that to the Bahamas. So um, I grew up there for about five years, which was the best time of, in life to grow up going to the beach and the pool every day, um, almost every day. Um, and then we moved to, so my dad is like from Detroit, my mom's from Alabama. So after the Bahamas, we moved to Alabama, which was a culture shock of itself but i love sweet home alabama um so i went to high school and um college there elementary and um and grad school and then after that you know i'm all grown up and i'm figuring out what next so so i'm kind of a, a southern girl at heart you know we grew up my grandmother lived way out in the country um we literally had to go you know over the river and through the woods to get to her house. Yeah. <laughs> and we would sing that song on the way there because it's so apropos. <laughs> wow. And play in the red dirt of Alabama, red clay dirt. And um, so that's, you know, that that was my my early childhood. And then, then Huntsville, Alabama is where I grew up, high school, college, and grad school. Well, have you been, you've been to Detroit, I'm assuming. Oh yeah. I have family, half of my mom's families in Detroit. So we're back there all the time. Yeah. I was, I'm, I live literally two hours from Detroit Okay, and and I was in Ohio and I I was in Detroit, I don't know, maybe two years ago Mm -hmm. and 
maybe a little longer than that actually but i we were in downtown detroit and i was shocked because i heard all these horrible things about right. detroit you would think it's like dead but it's yeah. not like it's, i'm going to get shot down here i know it's going <laughs> to no it is beautiful ate at it this is. amazing restaurant right down on the water yeah. it was, it's, it was, it's definitely been revitalized and the folks have been there all along it's yeah. gotten a lot of bad you know, press, there's definitely been some down times for Detroit, but they're still vibrant and there. And I still love Detroit. It's, it's still the Motor City um, in a great yeah. place. Yeah, it is. It is amazing. So so you were so what did you study in college? Um, I studied computer science because I was just I'm a person who has to know how things work. And so, you know, I computers were in high school kind of relatively new and i was like how does this you know home computers that is so yeah. i was like how does this work i gotta figure it out and so i i went into computer science because i was like i was just so intrigued um by it so um i started with computer science love you know programming all of that and then um after college i was like you know looking into other things and engineering i decided to go into engineering um because I was offered a scholarship, honestly, in it. I really wasn't planning to do engineering, really? but I was I was offered one that summer and I was like, why not? It's pretty close to computer science. And um, and I loved it. I loved it. Wow. I, it's um, so I minored in my um, my master's degree. It was um, industrial engineering, but I minored in artificial intelligence and statistics. And I just love the AI part of it. Because wow. it, you know, it marries well with computer science, and so um, I did that. And then um, I got to do an internship at NASA and for my PhD, and just loved that kind of, you know, work of figuring figuring things out and knowing the underbelly of, you know, how things work. So when I was uh, intern at, at NASA, I was like, I'm literally a rocket scientist because I'm actually working on. <laughs> Um, you know, the the rocket engines and how those oh things work and doing analysis on those things and doing my dissertation on that. And so it was it was a fun time. My gosh. So um, I my wife is on here. I, she's going to want your cell phone number, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> by all means. <laughs> we both we both are on this journey together now. Yes. And and uh I will talk about that in a minute, but okay. so, so you, you went into, you were a rocket scientist. That's so cool. <laughs> so you didn't stay in Alabama. Cause I know NASA's not, NASA's not in. It is in Alabama. Yeah. Oh, it is? The Marshall Space Flight Center is in Alabama. They have several, I mean, everybody knows about Houston, yeah. but yeah, Von Braun, uh, one of the founders of a lot of things that we, with, with rocket science was there. Um, and so, yeah, there's a big military base and uh, wow. Marshall Space Flight Center there. Wow. In Alabama. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huntsville is, know is known as the Rocket City because of that. Ah, OK. Mm -hmm. Is that where you were then? You were in Alabama? Yeah. Yeah. For oh, grad school, wow. all of that. Yeah. That was Alabama. Oh and then after grad school, I moved um, to New Mexico. But yeah. All now, of the, now, did you? Did you go? So did you go to the University of Alabama? I did. Yeah. So you're a you're a roll tide. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. No. Yep. I'm I'm a Buckeye. Uh, 
That's yeah, all. it's it's all roll tide roll. Yeah. Yeah. So so you um so you you got your PhD. So was that all consecutive? You didn't like it was. It was. I figured oh. you do it now before you get sidetracked with like family, kids, stuff, work. Because I talked to a lot of people who were like, yeah, if you can, why not? You know, and I liked school. Um, so wow. I love school. I love learning. So yeah. I could have, you know, I was like, if school paid better, I'd stay a student forever because I just love, <laughs> you know, I love learning, you know, besides, wow. especially after the exams were done, like doing the PhD, at some point you're just working on your dissertation and it's like the best because you're not like, the stress of exams and things, but um, yeah, it was straight through. So I did the master's, went right into the PhD, and um, oh my god, yeah, finished that up there. So you were in your, you were in your twenties. You had mm -hmm. to have been right. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, straight through. Yeah, early twenties oh because I graduated high school at sixteen. So um, of course you did because I I started school a year <laughs> early. Yeah, so because of my thanks to my sister because I would follow her around early. When we were younger, um, when she started like kindergarten and all that, I wanted to go with her. So I would sit in. And so when it was my turn to go to kindergarten, the teacher was like, she knows everything. They would be a waste. Put her in first grade. She already has oh all God. that. So so thanks to my sister, I got that early, early start. Wow. That's amazing. So so you um you, you you said after after you got your PhD, you ended up in New Mexico? Yeah. Was this in the computer science field? It was. So um, oh. I it was in engineering. So New Mexico has um, one of the largest national defense laboratories, Sandia National Labs. And um, so I applied there. So I'm one of my mentors in grad school was there and was like, this is a great place. And I had visited Mexico. I love the outdoors. I love the mountains. It's so pretty. I was like, let's experience a new culture other than the Southern culture. Let's let's try something yeah. different. Southwest. I've always been intrigued with yeah. the Southwest. So I was like, let's do it. So yeah, I went to work there at uh, Sandia Labs, which has the um, one of the interesting things about New Mexico. It has the per capita highest number of PhDs in the country because of the labs. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Was yeah. this in Albuquerque? Or? Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. So I have been there and yeah. and I've been to, um, um, oh, I just drew a blank. What's it called? Just Santa North. Fe. Santa Fe. Oh yes. my God. <laughs> oh my Yes. Lord. Love Santa Fe. Love. I love, love, love Albuquerque. My brother moved out there after I moved. It's a, so I'm always back there. It's like my second home. It's, it's a beautiful place. I mean, the mount. I just fell in love with the mountains. They're just beautiful. It's it's unbelievable. The only bad part is, and I haven't experienced it, but I've heard they have these massive dust storms or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Those aren't too bad though. You yeah. can, you can, oh, they're not. Don't be outside. You know, just yeah. get inside when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And they they dust over. Pretty yeah. Much. Right. <laughs> So, so, so how long were you in New Mexico doing the, um, yeah. the engineering thing? Yeah, I was there about 10 years, I think. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. So I started at the labs and then, um, I went out on my own with some partners from graduate school to do our own engineering firm. So okay. yeah, oh, wow. about five years in there in New Mexico. So, um, mm. so we were working together, kind of doing our own 
you know, I was doing similar work and um, the lab has a good technology transfer um, initiative. So if you want to go out on your own using the, some of the technology you have developed, you can do that and kind of give you the cushion that you can come back within a year if it doesn't work. So I kind of wow. like, let's, let's, let's do it. So, wow. so that's, that's, cool. that's what I did. Yeah. So they're big on the technology transfer. So it gave, I would have done it anyway. I don't, I don't have, I've done a lot of things without safety nets and yeah. you just jump when it's time to go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me, um, along the, I mean, you, so you were there about 10 years, where did you end up going from there? Um, then I moved to DC where I am now. Cause I loved DC. I, I visited, I had some good friends in the DC area and we would just have a ball every time I was in DC. So I was like, this is, that's my next move. I felt like, you know, you kind of, I felt like I'd outgrown a little bit. I was like, I'm ready for another adventure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so DC was, was it. And it was kind of a, a whole new life because that's when I transitioned out of engineering into holistic nutrition, what I do now yeah. and the whole cancer thing and all that happened in New Mexico and oh, the healing yeah. happened. And then it was like, okay, now we're starting a whole new life. What would you do? We're starting from scratch. And so, so, um, when I moved to to DC, I started a whole different career as like you know in nutrition. So 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 okay, then I didn't realize that happened in New Mexico. So mm -hmm. let's let's go back to that when mm -hmm. when um, because here you are a PhD engineer, um, obviously incredibly smart, um, and and life dealt you a. a a surprise, mm -hmm. so to so to speak. Right. Um, right. How how did that all happen? What 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 happened? Yeah. Well, um, it's just a routine physical exam with my doctor, and she was like, "Your neck kind of feels like the thyroid feels a little lumpy." And um, we had done a ultrasound like years before because she thought it felt nodular then. Yeah. And she was like, let's do another one and compare. And we saw some new nodules, new blood flow. And we're like, let's, so I went to the endocrinologist and they were like, we should do a biopsy on the new stuff. Cause it's, you know, looks suspicious. And, um, and then that's how I found out just wow. from, from doing, um, yeah, because I had a doctor that was actually like paid attention to details like that and took her time. Wow. Um, and and then that's when I got the news. I, I literally expected nothing of the test. I was like, I don't have cancer, but we can do the test if you want to. You know, so a week later I was traveling for work and I and I got this call and in the evening. And so and then he lets the doctor lets me know. And I was like, I was I had to sit down literally because I was like, what? No way. I wasn't prepared because I had dismissed the idea altogether. Um Wow. So, so yeah, that's, that's when it all started. So, so you were given this cancer diagnosis and what, what was the, um, and, and I'm asking rhetorical questions, but sure. there are people on here that don't know cause they haven't seen the movie and they right. will <laughs> see the movie, I think after this, but, but so what was, what was next? What was it that the doctors told you needed to happen? So the doctor said, um, the next step is we schedule 
I will schedule your surgery. We remove your thyroid and then we put you on uh, medication, you know, that will replace the function of the thyroid. And then my next question was, so I have to take that forever. Yes. He was like, yeah, it's, yes, you would be on it forever. And that's the protocol. I was like, what are the other options? He said, there are none. I was like, okay. I said, well, what are, what about alternative, you know, methods, natural treatment? And he said, I've never seen anyone healed from cancer, thyroid cancer naturally. So wow. I was like, okay. Um, I wow. said, so then he went into, we'll get you scheduled. And I was like, wait, wait, I, I need to think about this for a second. I need to digest this. So right. let's hold, hold off on the scheduling. Yeah, know? no kidding. <laughs> I was like, I felt at that moment, I felt like he wanted to just take over my life. You know, like we're, he didn't ask you me, when do you want to do this? Do you need some time? What do you want to do? It was like, this is what we're going to do. We'll get you scheduled. Then this happens, this happens, this happens. And immediately I felt like, you're just going to put me in a system. And I, I'm a rebel at heart. I don't like to be boxed in, told what to do, when, how, what. <laughs> I love I, it. That's just always been me from, from a young age, 12 years old. Even when my mom was trying to tell me what to do, I would be saying, you're not the boss of me. In oh. my head, of course, I wouldn't oh, say. Oh yeah, oh, you didn't say that. You're like, I never said that out loud. No, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, no, but in my head, I was like, "You're not the boss of me. I get to decide." Yeah, so, that's so. I may have said it out loud when I was a kid. Yeah, that's not how our household was set up. Yeah, no, <laughs> mine either. Trust me. So I said. I'm going to think about it. And I immediately felt like I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to look into natural ways to treat it. That was my immediate response and wow. immediately reject, immediate rejection of being put into a system that felt like just another cog in the wheel. And I was like, I'm not going to be that cash cow. Yeah. Absolutely love this. I love it. Love it. Love it. You didn't say that in the movie, by the way. <laughs> no, well, yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It's you know, it's, you got to ask the right question. Right, right. But so, there's a limited time. For I know, I know. I, we I talked about it. a lot of things that didn't get in there, but I think yeah. the most important pieces did. Definitely, one hundred percent. So, so you uh, was. I'm curious because I'm very familiar with the medical establishment. We'll call it. Um, mm -hmm. You know. What did the doctor say? Did it was he was he like what? Like no, you don't. Yeah. Understand. So when I called him back, I said I'm gonna try some alternative treatment, natural treatment, and he said, "Well, that's fine. We can just schedule it in three months. You can go try whatever you like, and we'll just you can come back and do it then." What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Come on, doc. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> so he had zero faith in it. He was like, yeah, come back. It's like, sure, come back in three months. You'll be back, basically. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. We'll schedule it for three months out. You know, no no rush here. So, so uh, Ruby, tell me what, what happened then from there, because I, I know that, I mean, I know the outcome already, obviously, mm -hmm. um, but, but you know, where, where did you go from that moment where you were like, okay, I'm not 
having my thigh. And why not have your thigh a thyroid removed? I mean, it seems like it would be pretty routine. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of people and I've had, I have lots of friends who happen to be physicians, doctors, all of that. And they were like, oh, this is like a bread and butter type surgery, meaning it's very simple. It's no big deal. There's very few complications. You know, the, the, it's, the success rate is high. You're on a little pill after that. Why not do it? Um, I didn't want to be dependent on a medication for the rest of my life. I just did not want that. I was like, I, and I think it stemmed from, you know, seeing a, a couple of things, seeing my grandmother be dependent upon insulin and mm. medications to live. I didn't, it wasn't a pleasant thing. Um, two, my thyroid was operating normally. So it's like, why would I take out a fully functioning organ? Right. This little thing. Um and I just, the dependence on, and I also just felt that natural healing was possible. I didn't know how, but I just had heard of other people. So I was like, this can't be the first step is just to yank this out and then be forced on this medication. For the um, rest of your life. Exactly. Which could have side effects. I'm right. again, I'm like severely independent. So being dependent on something like that just didn't sit well with my constitution. Jeez, I, I, I absolutely, I, I'll tell you a, a side story of my own that's related to this, but, but I, I want this to be about you. So, so you, okay. So you decide, no, I'm not having surgery. You're not taking my thyroid. I was born with this thyroid and I'm keeping it. Exactly. Um, what did you do? I mean, cause that's crazy. Yeah, so, so the next <laughs> like, thing was, you know, I cried a little bit, you know, after yeah. I got the news yeah. and, you know, cause it's like, you know, the big C word, it's like, oh my gosh. So I happened to be in Alabama when I got this news. So I was with my, you know, friends, family. So we cried and then everybody was crying and I was like, wait a minute, you guys are crying way too hard. I'm not going to die. So right. just let's stop. This is it. Right. I was like, this is the last cry, okay? Right, That's right. It. Get so it I, out. <laughs> yeah, I got it out the first time when I heard the news. Right. And then when I was telling like a friend, a family, and then I was like, this is it. We're not we're not crying anymore because I'm not going anywhere. So let's not wow. do this. And then I just started, as soon as I got home, I started researching and just like researching everything I possibly could about how to heal cancer naturally. Um, wow. And then one of the places that popped up I think I'd heard about it before. It was this lifestyle treatment center in Alabama. And so I booked a stay there in two weeks. So two weeks after the, the diagnosis, they have these like cohorts every like three or four weeks. They had one opening up in two weeks. I was like, I'm there. And so I went there, um, learned how to use food as medicine, learned about, a t it was like a Three in three weeks, I learned like a ton of like how to heal naturally and how food affects the body and how supplements affect the body. So it was like my immersion program into holistic healing. And so then I came home and overhauled my kitchen, stopped using my microwave, stopped eating all the processed food, especially dairy. Um, and just, you know, changed right from there and then continued every day I was online, just researching like more and more stuff. 
did did you not have a job? <laughs> I, <laughs> I did have a job. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry so, I had to. <laughs> like, wow, she's got a lot of free time on her hands. Yeah, well, yeah. so so at the time I was, you know, I like I mentioned I had started this engineering firm with my partners, two of the partners. Oh, and so great, I'm yeah. kind of my part, mostly my own boss. And yeah, so yeah, once yeah, I yeah, let okay. them know what's going on, they're like, you know, take your time and, and figure it out. Yeah. You know, so That's I true. had the benefit of being able to, you know, still have income and be able to not work at that time. Right. So, right. Yeah. Wow. Which That's I know awesome. a lot of people don't have, but, you know, it was just a blessing. And not only that, though, I was the partnership with one of the partners, the main partner was kind of souring and I was looking for a way out of it. Mm. And so after I got into this healing thing, I was like, you know what? I just quit. I'm not doing this. So, cause I was like, this is going to take a while. I just, I quit, you know? Oh I'm my gosh. Done. You know, I was like, yeah, give me the money you owe me and I'm out. You know? Wow. So, yeah, well, you know, it's what's funny though, is, is I, I think that when you get, when you get a diagnosis or you get something on that level, like, everything else just kind of doesn't matter it's like, it very small right. and when you're faced with life and death and yeah. it's like just do what you want to do don't be afraid because i'm sitting here trying to figure out how do i merge out of it how do i ease out of this situation and then when this came up i was like you don't you just stop it and just uh, say I'm out, you know, um, uh, there's there, it, but I, you know, I'm sitting, I, I'm, I'm on TikTok. I love TikTok. Yeah. And I, last, last night, all our, we got to follow each other. So, yes. so I, I'm on TikTok last night and I'm, and I come across this girl that that's bawling her eyes out wearing a, a head piece thing that because her hair had fallen out from chemo. Mm. And she's bawling and, and talking about how her cancer doctor just said all this stuff about, you know, now it's in her liver and it's blah, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, and then I, you know how it's red and it says live on the person's pro. So she was live. So I click it and she's on there all happy wearing her head thing, talking about how one of her fans just bought her a year supply to the cheesecake of the month thing. And, <laughs> and, and she can't wait to get all this cheesecake in and, uh, and, and, and I'm going to bring cheesecake to my, my group session where support group. And I'm thinking, Dr. Ruby, where are you? Oh, <laughs> like, gosh. I went in and told my wife, I said, how do you, I, I didn't comment. I was, I was like, Hey, watch what the hell. Right. Um, like, <laughs> How That's the get... last thing you need dairy and sugar together. Like... Right. So, yeah. so I, so anyway, um, that just put that in the back of your mind as we go into this conversation, yeah. but, yeah. um, you know, you started down this road researching, um, you know, natural ways to, to heal yourself of cancer. And you said you did a, a kitchen makeover, right? What's that Absolutely. mean? So that means my refrigerator and everything looked a lot different because before I had tons of just frozen stuff because I'm on the go a lot and I'm just going to take it out of the freezer, put it in the microwave. I might have, I have fruit, but I didn't have that much live food 
in my fridge because that's not what I had time for. Right. With lots of the travel. I was always back and forth um, to Alabama where our company was was headquartered. So I was back and forth a lot. So I, you know, I was like, I just got to put what's here. So so that went from it, there being a ton of greenery in the fridge, like that's all that's in there, fruit and greens, all kinds of greens and juices and vegetables to juice. And so that was so I went from the processed food to live food. That was the big makeover. And I went from, you know, rushing and using the microwave to just using the oven, you know, or and mostly eating lots of different raw things, drinking tons of different teas and um, all kinds of things. So and a lot of things that I did not like. Yes, smoothies. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I can I can drink anything that doesn't taste good because I did it for a year of stuff. I was like, it doesn't matter if it's going to help me. I'm just going to chug it down. Wow. Um, so so that's that that was the makeover from processed food, heavy on dairy, heavy on processed soy to live food. Because yeah. I really wasn't eating meat at the time. I was more mostly vegetarian, maybe with some fish here and there. But so I let all of that go. But I was high on the dairy products and processed um, food. Do you feel like that? Um, how do I say this without? I don't want to lose our audience. I don't want to offend everybody on here, but you know, look, here's the bottom line. I I'm, I'm now vegan. So is my wife and it's, we're in mm -hmm. day six. Yeah. And, um, and I've already noticed significant in six days, significant yeah. weight loss. Mm -hmm. And, and my bot, the, I feel inflammation just going away. Yes. And, and I feel it. I literally feel it. And it's a scientific fact that inflammation usually reduces by 30% in two weeks of just being on a fully plant-based diet. There's science behind it. So it's not some woo-woo thing. Right. That's what, see, I always thought you vegans, you're, you're all just I know. trying You're just to the tree huggers horrible. and love the animals <laughs> right. extremist yeah. and all of that. Will you chew on the vine growing up the tree you're hugging? What 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 do you, what do you eat? And and so I I think that that it's it's so so I watched the game changers. Yeah. Great. And then I watch and that blew me away and you know mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger's a vegan and all these yeah. other, and I'm like okay this this is crazy and then I was told to watch what the health which you're mm -hmm. in and that's why mm -hmm. you're on my show. I reached out to you. Mm -hmm. Um but you know what the health was like wait animal proteins cause my veins my arteries to get plaque in them instantly and contract and and restricts blood flow and all of these bad things that i had no idea no idea yeah yeah that's that's what i that's why i switched i mean when i started the research it was like the evidence is there and when I say research, I mean, I was reading the journal articles. I was reading the evidence. So because that's what I'm used to doing as an engineer and as a PhD student, you learn how to research. So that's what I did. I'm like, let's dig this up. Yes, I'm reading the antidotal um, stories of people all the time, and it's super inspiring. But I also wanted the science behind what I was doing because I needed it to make sense for me. Sure. And that's and I was willing to pretty much try anything. And I tried a lot of crazy things, but 
the science was there. So it's like, okay, this should work, you know? Um, and that's why I switched like pretty much overnight to that because I was like, it's clear that this is the way to go. Even though previously I thought it was an extreme unnecessary thing. I was, I mean, I've had people on the show that are on the carnivore diet and they swear by it. One's a very famous PhD and, and swears by it. And, and I'm, I, I tried it. I'm, I mean, I'm just being honest about a year ago and yeah. I was like, I can't do this. I just can't do it. I, and I can't give you the reason why I have no idea. I just know I can't do this. It's not working. Yeah, probably because you couldn't go to the bathroom. That's one thing. Yeah, that was, oh, Lord. Have Let's mercy. start. There's nothing worse than being stopped up. Constantly. No kidding. Yeah. It's, it's the worst thing ever. So yeah, it just yeah. doesn't, that doesn't make sense, you know, considering yeah. fiber is a necessity yeah. and you only find fiber in plant foods. There's no exception to that. There's only fiber in things that grow out of the ground. So if you're on a carnivore diet, you're missing an essential component to life, which is fiber. So how do you, you know, how do you answer the question? I'm sure you get this. I, I, it's, it's all over these movies. I watched Forks Over Knives too. Um, how do you get um, enough protein? Because my wife was saying to me last night, I'm not getting enough protein. I feel like I'm not getting enough protein. I'm counting and I'm not getting enough protein. Right. How do you get enough protein? So first we have to adjust what enough protein is. Um, we're mm. most Americans eat most in the country eat way more protein than that's necessary. So, um, so, you know, protein is made up of amino acids. There's like 18 amino acids. Half of those our body generates and makes. So we only have to get the nine essential ones, but we only need about 50 grams of protein, give or take, your activity level, you not need more. If you're like running super athletic, heavy weights, you probably need more than that. If you're a couch potato, you probably need less than that. So, but 50 is the goal. And that's really not that yeah. hard to get because all fruits and veggies have protein, just lesser amounts. So you look at the things that have the higher protein, we call the, 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 you know, vegetable Protein powerhouses are going to be your beans, nuts, and seeds. Those are things going to be higher in protein. Having a cup of beans will have about nine grams of protein. For example, three tablespoons of chia seeds is going to have nine grams of protein. Uh, a plant-based protein powder is going to have 20 grams of protein. So if you take a smoothie like you're drinking, add a plant-based protein powder to it, you're going to get about 25 plus grams of protein right there. And then if you add some seeds to it, you're going to get 30 grams. You're over half of the protein that you need for the day. Wow. And then when you're eating whole grains instead of processed grains, you're going to get more protein. If you're eating brown rice instead of white rice, you're going to get more protein. So five grams of protein in rice, a cup of rice. So you're going to, it's going to add up throughout the day. You're going to get your protein. Um, and then you add beans, garbanzos, black beans to salads to bulk up the protein. You add your walnuts, add that adds more protein. You add your hemp seeds, you get the protein. Um, and then you can also eat um, things like tempeh, which are very high in protein. Um, that's comparable to meat, the amount of the same amount of protein that would be in 
a similar size ounces of meat you can find in tempeh or the dreaded tofu, which is not bad if you know how to prepare it. I know people Look, are like, oh God. Can tofu. you see this comment? That, <laughs> that's my wife. Right. He's like, I'm just trying to avoid, avoid tofu. tofu. Yes. And that, and I understand you do not have to eat tofu. It's not a requirement to be vegan that you must eat tofu, but tofu prepared right, you will like. Okay. So when I, when I make people have said, oh, I hate kale. I hate quinoa. I hate tempeh. My recipes, they're like, this is the only time I've actually enjoyed it. So you have to wow. know how to prepare. And that was part of my cooking ma kitchen makeover was learning how to prepare foods in a tasty way. So, wow. um, yeah. And just kind of, like I said, I grew up a Southern girl. We got the, the cooking down. Yeah. So it was taking those Southern flavors and just applying them to healthy in a healthy way to healthy food. So, so are, are you, are you telling me that we can have barbecue tofu? You absolutely can, and you would love it if I'm No, here. come on. Are you serious? I am serious. You have to know which one. You got to get the extra firm. You got to press the water out of it to get the right texture. You got to have the right texture and the right seasoning. So most times in a lot of restaurants, I'll see a block of tofu coming out with some seasoning. And I'm like, I roll because I know this is not going to be very good because you can't season a block of tofu very well. You've got to slice it and it's got to be marinated. It's got to be done right. So, wow. you know, and most people have like, if you've ever been to gotten Chinese takeout, they do it right. I don't really endorse because sometimes there's like MSG and things, but if yeah. you get a healthy Chinese restaurant, they know how to do tofu because they know the texture and the seasonings and the it's all there. You know, they cut wow. them in the little triangles and it's it's delicious. But, you know, you go to other restaurants where they're trying to do vegan and they're trying to treat a piece of tofu like a piece of chicken and it doesn't translate. It doesn't translate that way. you got to know what you're doing. Do you see who I have up on the screen right now? <laughs> oh, is that my sister? That's your sister, Erica. She's so nice. She's the best. I love her. Tofu. She is it is so really good. That was my first interaction with you was through your sister, which was amazing. She's amazing. Yes. So Erica, thank you for being so nice. She could have told me to take a hike. So she did. That was so nice. Um, so, so, okay. So tofu is then there's a lot of, pro what is tofu? Yeah, you don't have to eat tofu. If you just hate it, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you, you probably have not had it prepared correctly. Hmm. Yeah, my wife just said that's it. It's a texture thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's the soft, but when you get the super firm and press the water out, the texture is right. So really, yeah. yes. Okay, it's that so, soft, mushy texture that people don't like. But there are different types of tofu. The soft tofu is for making pudding. I make chocolate pudding with the soft tofu. You would never know it's tofu. Okay, come on. That's what you make with soft tofu sauces and things like that, which you would never know it's in there. Use the super firm, press the water out for making like ricotta cheese out of tofu, for making uh, tofu steaks and things like that. You want the super firm that's a nice texture. So, yeah, yeah, there's uh, there's wow. levels to this. <laughs> wow. Okay. So it's been asked now, I think, two or three times. Do you have a cookbook? Okay. That's. It's been, it's on my computer. It's not yet released. But oh, Ruby, no, come on. I know, I know. We'll have to talk about this after. 
uh, helping me get this out the door. Mm. So, because it's a long time in coming. And so, and I can't, I cannot exit 2022 without, without it being out. So I'm going to say you're not going to be able to exit um, maybe April without it being out. I'm I'm going to agree with you there. I, 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 I I believe that. So I'm going to claim that and we're going to claim it it right now. (laughs) I I, I think, I think though that um, look, Erica says I'm pressing her to get this book out coming soon i know she's like if you don't get okay the, this is my <laughs> life's mission for this for the next three months to get this out because it's all the i was just looking at my recipes last night i mean i'm like i have a ton i have t- enough for more than one book so yes what okay yes. and my my graphic designer guy leslie he's in malaysia he said, mm-hmm. I grew up eating a lot of tofu and I've been a huge fan. There's tofu dessert as well. Yes, that's what I said. I'd make chocolate pudding. That was like one of my first things to make with oh my tofu. Gosh. And it is deli- And not only that, the protein is so high in it. I mean, the, the protein is like off the charts, what? comparable to steak. Um, so it's, it's like the best thing ever. I mean, but you don't have, there's so many other things. You don't have to have it. If you hate tofu, you can still be vegan without tofu, but I know, but it's a wonderful thing. And tempeh is wonderful too. What is tempeh? Tempeh is also soy, but it is fermented soy and it has a much, um, thicker, meatier texture because it's, it's fermented. So it's much more dense. Um, and so it, you can use it in place of like ground beef. I do tempeh bacon with it. It's a lot of different things, super hot. And it's easier to digest because of the fermentation. It's got, you know, probiotics in it. So it's even, um, better, you know, tofu than tofu easier to digest. So, all right. So do you have a course? I do. I you do. do? I do. Oh, praise I have, God. What, I have what, two, what do you have? I have two courses. So one is surviving cancer. So it's really, if you know, you're not doing a one-on-one with me, the next best thing is the, the course. You download it. I walk you through the process, what I did, the mindset that's needed to do it, the food, the recipes, and the general supplements that help. What's the me. website address? So it's drruby.academy. So it's just drruby.academy. You put that in, that goes to the courses. Of course, if you go to my website, rubylathan.com, everything links from there. But the oh. courses are drruby.academy. So drruby.academy. You don't have I'm to gonna, put .com. I'm going to put rubylathan.com up there. Yes. Just so they can access everything. Right? Yes, yes. And I'm assuming your social media is on there. Yes, it's all there. And it, usually it's just my name on most of the social media. Put Ruby Lathan in. You'll find me there. Yeah, so that's that's one of my favorite courses. People love it. They're saying how much it helped them. Um, and it's me literally walking you through it, talking you through it. So it's not just reading. I'm actually giving you assignments. It's me on video walking you. It's a video course. Um, and wow. then my next course that I love, that people love too, is called How to Get Out of the Life You Created, because we create our reality. And for me, part of my recovery was creating an entirely new life for myself. And I walked through that process because, you know, it's like, how do you get from engineer to holistic nutritionist, vegan chef, blah, blah, blah. And with a PhD in engineering, how did you make that transition? <laughs> 
well, let me show you in that course how to get out of the life you created and into the one you really want. You know what I like the love about you and is is that you have a PhD in engineering related and and it's because you said it early on you said I like to know how things work. So you're not just going to go into being a vegan blindly and and go well I sure hope this cures my cancer someday right um, right you went into it with laser focus like okay this this is what's going down here this is what I want to know and you figured it out and and so talk a little bit about because my wife um, has a family member my wife was actually her, her brother has had cancer since he was six years old leukemia. Mm. And now he's 49, I think, mm -hmm. um, or 48. And, and, and he's just had bouts off and on his whole mm -hmm. life. So mm -hmm. talk about how, you know, what happened and how long did it take for the cancer to dissipate and, and go away? And, and, and talk about that a little bit. And I'm going to give you full screen as you talk about sure. that. Sure. Yeah. So, um, once, once I got that diagnosis, I mentioned, I started researching and honestly, when I went to that treatment center, I thought I saw people actually, their cancer shrinking within the three weeks that I was there and they had large, like mouth tumors, just one woman and it was shrinking. And I was like, okay, wow. that's huge. Mine is a centimeter, just over a centimeter. So this should be gone in three months. Wow. Period. So I was like, I'm doing all the food. I'm taking every supplement I can find. I put together, you know, I'm meeting, I met with every kind of possible doctor there is from naturopaths to chiropractors to medical. I got second, third opinions about, you know, surgery. I, so I met with like everyone, radiologists, everything, trying to figure out how to get cancer out of my body. You know, what, if what affected my cancer, um, how I got it. And so I went back in the three months, you know, to that doctor who said, come back in three months. And it was still there. Nothing had changed. And I was so discouraged because nothing Whoa. had changed. And I was like, I've been doing all this stuff and everything. And so I said, all right, let's go back. And I just doubled down on, on what I was doing. And I was really focusing on I wanted to know why I got it, because I'm like, I want to stop doing whatever I was doing. So I was like, you know, was it radiation from dental x-rays? Was it this? Was it that? And then I went to this um, facility that was connected with the labs that measures radioactive material in your body because the thyroid is very sensitive to radiation. I was like, let's check it out. So I went there with a friend of mine, checked it. It turns out I had an unusual amount of californium, um, which is a radioactive material in my body, which shouldn't no normally show up. Now, you don't just encounter Californium all over the place, you count it usually in hospital settings or at laboratories that make it. Well, so happens I've been in the building where it's made at the laboratories where I work. So I feel like to uh. me, I was like, that is probably what happened. But I'm like, how can I prove that? I even went down the, the road of, should I get a lawyer? Wow. This, this is probably where I got it. And I started going in that and I was like, you know what? It's too much controversy. I can't heal and fight at the same time. You got to choose 
what you're yeah. going to do, what's more important. And for me, it was more important to heal than to try to uncover exactly how I got this and try to prove it and put a case together. And I was like, I don't have the energy for both. I'm just going to let it go. And I'm going to focus on healing. And when I let go of trying to find the problem as to what happened, that's when the changes start, started happening. Because the focus now isn't on what caused it. The focus now is on releasing it, letting it go. And, let it, and then that's also when the second time I went back to that doctor, he started bullying me and saying, you need to get it. You're being, you're being irresponsible. You need to do the surgery now. He wrote a letter to my, to, my, to my primary care saying, I'm not what? doing what he's telling me to do. I'm like, what are you telling on me to my doctor? What is she going to What the heck? Yes, he was like insistent. And I felt so demoralized after leaving the office. You know what? I said, why am I going to this guy? He works for me. That's like, right. I was like, hey, you're fired. I'm going to get somebody yes. else. High five. Yes. I was like, I, yes. yes, I have a video on why I fired my doctor. I was like, <laughs> how are you going to, you know, oh, I was like, I don't it. you think I care about me more than anybody else, especially you? Why are you so insistent? <laughs> so, and I'm like, and nothing has changed. So I'm not in any more danger than I was six months ago. It's oh, not like it's God. growing. So what's wrong with you? So I went on a search for a new doctor and I said, new endocrinologist. And I was like, look, this is what I'm doing. Can you monitor this without commentary, without pressuring me? Just do the monitoring. And so I found a doctor who agreed reluctantly, but he said, okay. So, so I was wow. like, okay, I'm going to go to you and not you telling me when to come back. I'm going to come to you when I'm ready. I'm taking charge of this whole process. No one's telling me when to come back, when to have these scans done. I'm going to come back when I feel good about it and I'm ready. And that's what changed for me. So and I, I would say, love it. yeah, the halfway point was when I decided to just go on vacation for three weeks because I had been studying literally every day this and just taking too many supplements and I was stressing myself out. So I went on vacation with my sister and uh, another friend of mine to Mexico, a little city that was off season. So nobody was there. Friend had a condo there. It's like, we're staying, I'm staying for three weeks. Each of my friends was going to stay. My sister stay a week. A friend's going to stay a week. But anyway, I ended up staying the last week by myself in Mexico, where I also learned how to drive a stick shift. But so, <laughs> so I'm on the beach and just looking at the water, which was pristine and beautiful. I'm having a bowl of guacamole and water. And there, I have like a whole staff to myself because nobody's on the beach because it's like right. off season. And it is just the most beautiful thing ever. And then that's when it came to me what to take and what not to take and to cut out half of the stuff I was doing and to just relax and trust the process. And it was like an epiphany just sitting there on the beach. And it was because finally I had relaxed enough to hear that inner voice and my gut tell me it's okay. It's going to be okay. Calm down. And I went back and I changed up my routine narrowed it way down to just a few things like things that reduce inflammation, things that fight cancer and things that support the immune system. And I don't have to take a hundred things in each of those categories. I chose like two or three in each category and that's it. 
And I came back and I went to the doctor and my thyroid had shrunk because it was larger than it should have been. Um, and I was like, I'm going to give myself a whole year because, you know, cancer doesn't happen overnight. So maybe it's not going to go overnight, even though I was determined it was going to be gone in three months. Sure. I was like, I'm going to give myself a year and I'm just going to relax. And then after the year's up, I'm going to reevaluate what I want to do. If it's still there, we'll see. So I'm taking the pressure off of myself of this has to work to just let it work. And so long story short, um, after a year, you know, the doctor said he'd never seen someone's thyroid shrink to normal size. So that (laughs) gave me, you know, impetus to keep going. So he was shocked and he only knew that because I pointed it out to him on the charts, which I told him to now give to me, not send it to my doctor. I'm like, I'm my doctor. So send me the test results so I can review them. Um, and so then after a year, the, the tumor was still there, still a centimeter, like a 1.4 centimeters. So my gut instinct said, maybe it has changed to benign because sometimes based on my research, your body just encapsulates it and just takes care of it, not necessarily dissipate it. So I said, after that year marker, I said, let's, let's do another biopsy. And he was like reluctant. Um, but said, okay. And there were a lot of little nodules. So there were, I had like, I think it was either 12 or 20 needle sticks with a long needle like that. So I'm sitting there on the table. Obviously you're awake, but I was totally calm. Cause I was just like singing a hymn in my head and came back a week later. All of those things were clear of cancer. Including ah. That was previously benign cancerous. Yeah. I feel like getting up and dancing in the aisle. That's what I felt like. I wanted to do a cartwheel out of there. I was like, my only regret is not knowing how to do a cartwheel right now. (laughs) I should have been practicing this for the whole year. Oh, Oh, my gosh. That is so amazing. You're going to bring tears to my eyes. Yes. And and I saw him there. He's like, so I'm going to change your chart because you are no longer a cancer patient. And I'm changing that here. You no longer have cancer. So I watched him change that. And I'm like, I'm getting out of here. So nobody else changes anything else. (laughs) And I got in my car and I called my family and I planned, I had already planned a wellness party when I was going to be healed. And so now I pulled the trigger on the wellness party. I'd always talk to my friends about it. I was like, when this is done, I'm having a big party, a healthy wellness party and that's what i did that weekend invited my friends and we had healthy food and just celebrated the power of the human body the power of god the knowledge that he's given us to how to heal the food is in the medicine and if you eat the medicine every day you won't be sick okay so let me ask you a question, and this is just point blank. It's uh, it's your opinion. We can we can we can say this is just my opinion. It's not mm-hmm. medical advice. Um, does animal protein cause problems in the human body? In your opinion, unequivocally, yes, because there's science that supports that. There's research. The research has been done. There's a book called The China Study that I read, and it also, Forks Over Knives is like the Cliff's Note version of The China Study, the movie Forks Over Knives, where it showed that when you increased your animal protein more than 10% of your total volume of what you're eating, 
that that is the trigger for cancer cells to grow versus not. So when people kept their animal protein or the the animals they were testing this on had less than 10% animal protein, cancer did not trigger growth. But when it mm. went above 10%, the growth of cancer was triggered. So it was like a light switch that you eat this wow. much, the cells proliferate, you eat under this, they do not. That's science. That's not because I'm a vegan. Because I had no agenda. I didn't know about some vegan movement. It was like, what's going to heal my body? Right. Anything. So, and if, you know, if that had meant, if the science said eat half a steak every day, literally I would have done that right. at that point. But that's not what the science said. There were right. no studies that said eating meat and eggs on a regular basis cured my anything, nothing. Right. I didn't see anything that said that, but right. it was so many variations of plant foods that I did see that said that. So the science is clear. So it's not to say if you eat meat, you're going to get cancer. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the science says the more you eat meat, the higher your risk is for cancer development and a lot of other things. Because there are plenty of people who've gone to their grave with who eat meat and don't have cancer. A lot right. of us don't, but a lot yeah. of us do. And meat is definitely a factor. Right there on screen is Michael Shine. He's, he's the guy that introduced the movie to me he's awesome he's, good job him, what, him now that's a friend right there <laughs> i i you know and, and look i i and he laughed at me i said dude if you tell me i have to hug a tree for a couple of hours a day it ain't happening okay <laughs> <laughs> he's just laughing like dude what's wrong yeah. with you but but you know and, and and yeah forks over knives that's such a great I mean that is a great, great movie. And and listen, if you do the res if you go to Google and you look, I mean there are people. There's some some. I, I'll just say it. He's an idiot. Some guy that's not a scientist in any way writes this big, long, bad review about about forks over knives and what the health and and yeah. it's all this agenda of these and you and you have to research these people it's like who are they being paid for by and what is their agenda yes because thank you we have a huge lobby that lobbies for meat yep. okay there's this very moneyed okay so yeah. there's a huge lobby behind that so you have to on a lot of these people who wrote these terrible reviews are supported by some of those uh lobbies and organizations that lobby for more beef and lobby and have put things like beef. That's what's for dinner. And you yep. know, all this stuff, there's money behind that. There's money behind the milk mustache of way back. There's money behind all of that. So when yep. you understand where the money comes from, then, yep. then you can understand why somebody would say it's not good to eat vegetables. It's like, duh. Uh, I mean, no, but not only that, the thing that I found is that, the healing properties of food are in the vegetables. We call the phytonutrients, our plant nutrients, the antioxidants that kill cancer, the antioxidants that repair DNA damage are in plant foods. There's very minimal amount of antioxidants in meat products, and those come from those animals eating plants. So the, the, the healing properties are in the plants. So it would only make sense that if you're eating only that, then you're going to heal. I I think that um, 
you know, I said, I don't remember when I said this. I, I believe it was on a live stream with my buddy, Glenn Morshauer. Um, I said, you know, or maybe it was with Mike. I, I don't remember, but I've, I've never eaten a salad and gotten the salad sweats, but I have eaten a steak and gotten the meat sweats. Like, why? Why would my body immediately start sweating within 15 minutes of eating a steak, but not a salad? Exactly. Why? There's like, got to be some kind of a, re, a scientific reason for that. Exactly. So, so exactly. you know, I think that, and here Mike Shine says, um, you know, talks about Dr. Greger or Greger. Oh, yeah. Uh, how yeah, to die. Book. I love Dr. Greger. Yeah. He gives you the facts. It's you know, he reads all the medical journals literally and synthesizes that information so that everyday folks can digest it. So yeah. I love Dr. Yeah. Greger. Yeah. So for somebody, um, I, I got a phone call yesterday from um, a very, very prominent person that said, hey, I saw your live stream talking about becoming a vegan and, and how's that working for you? I said, oh, I don't know. I'm down three pounds from yesterday. And, um, <laughs> you know, and it's and, and I feel much, much better. And, and this energy, holy moly, the energy. And and he's like, well, what what do you even what do you eat? And I'm like, uh, my my wife kind of helps me with that. But mm -hmm. um you know, you just eat plant-based food. And I said, I honestly, um, I don't know. It's not just salad. I can tell you that. Yeah, definitely um, not. And, I love a and, good salad, but it, I don't just eat just salad. Yeah, right, right. Um, and, and so for somebody that's like, okay, you know, you've got my attention. And, and if, if we don't have your attention, go watch What the Health and, and you'll see Dr. Ruby in that movie. Um, and if, if that doesn't work for you, watch the game changers, which is James Cameron and uh, the producer of, um, Titanic, I believe. Right. Right. So, right. Unbelievable film mm -hmm. and the strongest, most incredible athletes in the world are on a plant-based diet. They don't right. eat, they don't consume so much, animal protein. Yeah. And a lot of the NBA players in football have been, switching to plant-based as like an athletic edge because of the energy and the shorter recovery time when they're on that diet. So think, uh, I mean, just use logic. If there's any left in this world, use logic, use logic and, and just step away from propaganda, learn to understand what propaganda is and learning to follow the money stream think critically about this i mean there is no broccoli lobby there's no there's no kale lobby that's in the halls of congress trying to shove this down people's throat but there is a dairy lobby there is a meat lobby there is a beef and pork lobby that is literally trying to shove that down your throat for their own gain so it's like just if you because i've done lobbying on the Hill to try to get more plant-based options in the national school lunch program. So we were met with that. Some of the, the Congress people from dairy states were like, we like your bill, but my state wouldn't support that. So I can't, I can't support an option for a healthier choice for a child because my state is a dairy state or a beef state. It's mind blowing. And when you see 
this like what the health you see that movie and okay so there's this one part and i'm just gonna say it there's a part where they show pus coming out of a right yeah i can never eat meat again without yeah. having that visual and it's it is it is so accurate because if you talk to a lot of people who actually work on the lines don't eat meat because it's so gross to them um, but the lines for meat production go very quickly. So they don't have a chance to inspect all of that and take care of things. They don't throw away the cow that has cancer. They only cut off the visible part of it. And, and as you saw in the movie, that's disgusting, where they just poke it to get that out and move on. But also chicken, for uh. example, most of it has fecal matter all over it. And they because the lines are going so fast, they don't have time to do that in a nice caring neat way and so to get around all of that e coli and things they just dip it in ammonia which can't be good for human consumption um no. to to quote kill the bacteria that would kill you so there's salmonella all over it it's it's disgusting uh, it the, is the absolutely process, it is truly disgusting not to mention the way the animals are treated before they get to the slaughter is so horrific that most yeah. of them are depressed and sick. Animals have feelings too. They're not just like, they're not just meat factories. They're actual sentient beings. And so when you treat them badly, you keep them confined. They can't get out. You take away their babies immediately. They're sick, unhappy animals. And so they pass that sickness on. Yeah. I, I'm, I, look, I, I don't know. Like this message has to get out. People need to absorb this message. It's not just, you know, I mean, and people that follow me and have followed me for a while, number one, they know that this is, and this is probably the opposite of I'm sure. extreme changes. <laughs> and that's why it's so good that you can be a model for being able to change radical thought. Yes. People need to get used to changing your opinions when you are given new information. Don't just stick to it for the point of sticking to it. Learn to change your opinion when you get new information. And so many things would be solved if people did that, you know? Uh, it's it's the truth. I, I just think that, that and, and I wish that I could, I wish I could, I, I wish there was a way to transfer the energy I feel now. I know. Transfer the lack of inflammation. I feel the inflammation. You feel leaving it. My body. Everyone I work with that I coach tells me like within two weeks, they feel so much more energy. Not only that, their mind is clearer and they yes. think faster. It's like stuff comes to them now. What they thought was just brain fog or old age. It is not. It is meat fog. It is inflammation. Mm -hmm. It is all those arteries being clogged. But when you eat that plant-based diet, it starts taking the plaque out of your system. It starts taking all the excess garbage out and clearing those pathways so that you have a faster thinking and feeling and you feel better. And you are going to the bathroom much easier and more getting oh. the crap out. And so you're going to feel better and think better and look better and just be better period uh, it's you know and and lana ferguson says it's called big pharma people don't even realize how i mean they just don't like go to the doctor get your medication get your prescription get your and uh yeah and it die. is it's like a lot of this pharmaceuticals are invested in 
fast food. So you have basically they're creating the problem to then sell you the solution. Yep. So it's like, I mean, it's like, why else would you invest in that? It's like, we have a solution that if people get sick, then we'll sell more of this. So let's invest in them getting sick and really push that onto the population to eat this garbage food every day um, yeah. and then get addicted to it and get this emotional attachment to it. So they never want to give it up. And then they'll just be chronically sick which will make us millions. That's what's happening. And yep. so it's like, be a rebel and say, I'm not doing that. I have a few expletives in there. I'm not doing that. <laughs> We're going to do something different and learn the science and be my best self and not give away my health and my, especially older years when all these things start really catching up with you, they do. give away your health and be you know stuck in some hospital bed on a breathing machine because you didn't know the value of food listen i could stay on here with you and i'm not kidding all day we could yes. do this literally i mean mike shine who's watching i have an appointment with he would probably even cancel his appointment <laughs> just to hear you talk about this but but yeah. you know I, 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 I know you have other things to do, but I have to say, Dr. Ruby, you are, my wife just said a minute ago, um, you're amazing and you need to be a household name well, and you. Um, you need to educate America. And I want to, um, I, I mean, I just want to lock arms with you and, 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 and help. I want to be a part of this because I, I and, and, for anybody watching that thinks that I've lost my mind, okay, I have. But <laughs> but here's the other in thing. In the I, best way possible. In the in best, the best way, possible. way possible. I have so much more mental clarity. I I didn't even know. I didn't. You don't know. So many, you, I know. So many people think, oh, it's just getting older. You know, I'm achy. I'm stiff now because I'm 40. Nope. Or, no, it's because your body is taking too much in. And when you give it what it needs, your body knows exactly what to do. Your body's having a party right now. They're like, finally, yes. yes. <laughs> and you're going to feel younger. You're going to look younger. Not to mention better sex. Can we talk about that for a quick second? Because I know. Well, hey, I had a sexologist on yesterday. <laughs> Why not? Let's go. So for men, erectile dysfunction happens a lot around late 30s and 40s, and they think it's just part of aging. And it's not. It's that the arteries to the penis are smaller than like the arteries to the heart. So the first thing that gets clogged when your arteries are clogged tend to be those arteries causing that erectile dysfunction, which they say is like the canary in the tunnel. It's the first sign of saying something is wrong because now you probably also have plaque going to the heart. So it is like a ding, ding bell saying you're probably going to get heart disease if you don't do something now. The good news about that is that you can totally reverse erectile dysfunction, not with the blue pill, but with eating plants. And yep. in the movie Game Changers, it shows... Erections are firmer, stronger, longer with eating plant foods. Everything. So if you're this big guy who's like, oh, I don't want to eat this foo-foo veggies. If you want to be more virile, plants are the way to go, period. I, I have a friend, Stalker McDougal, that played in the NFL as a lineman for 11 years and an offensive lineman. His wife Octavia and him came to Vegas and visited me when I was when I was living out there. 
this dude walks in. He's the biggest man I've ever met in my life, like six foot eight. And, and we're, I'm like, well, let's go out for a steak dinner afterwards. And he's like, I don't eat meat. I said, what do you mean you don't eat meat? He said, I'm a vegan. I said, what the, what? You're a vegan? This is like 2016. I said, what? He's like, yeah, I lost like a hundred and hundred, 150 pounds. He might be watching. I don't know. Stalker's yeah. awesome, but but he, you know, he lost all this weight and he's a vegan. So we went to a vegan restaurant. It was my only time ever in a vegan restaurant. And it was delicious. Yes. It was so good. So, uh, you know, I just want everybody to know, and my wife is, you know, she's like, I don't, I just don't know what to make for dinner. I said, well, we have Dr. Ruby on tomorrow. We'll talk to her about that. Yes. Um, but it sounds like we need to learn how to maybe use some tofu here and there. But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and we got to get your cookbook out yes, soon, yes. fast. Um, yes. But, you know, I think that that this is a this is a whole new world for me. And I'm so grateful um, to you. I'm yeah. grateful to Mike Shine, who's who's my buddy that just he changed it all for me. So thank you so much for being on today. Absolutely. I've enjoyed it immensely. It's been great. I love your energy and your show. Um, thank you. So, and all the topics you cover are great. So I'm just happy that we've connected. Um, and I would love to, to lock arms, as you said, and make yeah. this, get this out there. Cause I, that's been my dream is to just, Shout this from the mountaintop. You can live a better life with. Yep. You can. Listen, I, I, first, everybody go to rubylathan.com. I've had it scrolling across the bottom. Um, you may even get an interaction with Erica, her sister, who is awesome. Erica is just awesome as she well. Is. She's you the both best. are amazing. <laughs> um, and how, where's the best place for everybody to follow you on social media? So Instagram, I'm there a lot. So um, okay. I'm new to TikTok, so there's not a lot of track. But if you're on TikTok, you can follow me there too. But Instagram is probably the most interaction and Facebook. Um, so you can follow follow me there. Just put in my name, Ruby Lathan. You'll find my pages um, right there. Yeah. And, and, and if, also, I'll also say, if you're in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, you can actually order the food prepared for you delivered to your door every week, every Sunday wow. using my recipes. Really? I have a food delivery service that I started just last year. Um, oh my during gosh. COVID because so many people, my clients, I give them recipes, I give them videos and they're like, but can you make the food? And I'm like, well, that's a lot, but I can get help and make the food. So we started a food delivery service. So for Do those you deliver to Ohio, not yet. So hopefully we'll be able to increase our what? distribution. So right now it's the Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. What yeah. if we met you halfway? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding. We I'm have kidding. done some test cases. I've mailed it to my sister in, in Tennessee. So, yeah, uh, I've mailed things to my awesome. dad before. Yeah. So. This is so awesome. Erica says get food delivered in the DMV. What's DMV? That's DC, Maryland, Virginia. Oh. That's what that stands for. Yeah. 
Yeah. Folks know. <laughs> My wife said, Ken, you need to blow her up to celeb status. Amen. I agree. Oh, thank you. you. I love you, that. I, I, I receive all of that. <laughs> we're gonna you're gonna, yeah. Get ready, world, because she's coming. So so listen, Dr. Ruby, I, I I just, I adore you. I think you're amazing. Well, you. I told my wife, I said, she walked in, we were meeting about something else. And I said, your picture, your website was up on the screen. I said, I have her on the show. And she's like, no way. I go, look at her energy. Look, just look. <laughs> and so I'm so grateful for you. Um, everybody make sure that you follow Dr. Ruby on Instagram and um, look, my buddy Jay Fox, nationally syndicated radio DJ, by the way, um, with ABC <laughs> Radio, says, uh, used to live in D.C., wish it was right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he wants your food, too. Right. Listen, we've got to figure this out and help get this message out. So everybody follow Ruby. Follow her. She's yes. a friend of mine on Facebook now. Erica yep. needs to be a friend of mine on Facebook, too. Yeah, but, Erica's there, too. And Yeah. And yeah, she's got her own whole set of talents and skills and photographer. She's awesome. Wow. But yes, follow so her awesome. as awesome. well. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thank you, everybody, for watching. Please share this out if you haven't. Redeem yourself right now and share this out so the whole world can hear this message. Dr. Ruby, yes, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's been great. I knew it was going to be fun. So it lived wow. up to all of that. So I'm, I'm, super, <laughs> I'm super excited about, about meeting you and Likewise. the whole thing. So thank you so much. Likewise. Stay with me if you would, but I am going to end the live stream. Unfortunately, okay. I don't want this to end, but everything has to. So thank you so much. We'll see you guys later. Dr. Ruby, thank you. Absolutely.